Michelle Owenby from the uh, Springfield Business Journal with a little Biz Bites here for this week. And we get started with the Salted Lemon Market and Creamery. This is cool, and it looks like it's the latest venture from Three Twigs, huh? Yes. Good morning, Chris. And even though uh, summer is just about over, I don't know about you, but I need my ice cream fix year-round. Every day and, for uh, me. Yep, every day. As you said, uh, Emily Lewis from Three Twigs Bakery certainly has a lot of things going on. They opened up that biscuits and brunch location uh, back in May, actually, when everything was still shut down. They started out doing curbside-only uh, service. And then the adjacent space was the former Cherry Berry. And when Emily heard that Cherry Berry was not going to reopen even after the shutdown ended, uh, she was able to buy a lot of their equipment and fixtures and decided to launch her own. But this is a, a little bit different. Uh, it's really pretty cool. They've partnered with a local dairy. So just like everything else from Three Twigs, they are uh, using local as much as they can for all of their ingredients. They have a lot of gluten-free options and some uh, some pretty creative flavors as well. Now, will they be doing it the same style as Cherry Berry, self-serve with all the machines, or will they be doing a different twist on it? No, no, it is not. Uh, it is not self-serve anymore. Um, and the other thing they've done, if you remember the old Cherry Berry, they had that big party room. Oh yeah. So they have set that up where now they will have bakery products because, of course, the bakery is open more limited hours. So uh, I really think it's a, a pretty brilliant concept. You know, people that can't get by until after work or whatever. Um, they will be able to buy the the make and take or the breads, the pastry items and all that. Um, that will be kind of a little mini market in that former party room space in Cherryberry. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a great concept. I mean, when you talk about that, there is precedence on that. Uh, Scoop du jour in Chatham has uh, caught like wildfire when, since they added donuts along with the coffee in the morning to their ice cream in the e- afternoon, you know, with the new location. You know, the, that, that, that combination of donuts, ice cream, and coffee seems to be a winning one for a lot of them. I know that uh, from a corporate standpoint, Dunkin' Donuts and Baskin Robbins tried to merge their two franchises together to try and uh, get something going. They had a lot of donuts slash ice cream places in the late 90s. Uh, They didn't go so well, but certainly this concept is working right now. And I did notice that Dunkin' Donuts and Baskin Robbins are almost in the same, you know, building itself, you know, just just, uh, great clips in between them on Washington there. So it's like, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely a concept. I think this donut coffee ice cream thing that works really well right yeah even on a national level you're correct that they do share space in in many locations and i think the bottom line is we we love our sweet treats whether it's a an ice latte or a donut or an ice cream cone uh it's a a one-stop shop for all the goodies these days, you know, it's it's one of those things with the downtown where everything that leaves there, especially restaurant rise, is getting uh, big attention for leaving because we've lost so many with Robbie's and the feed store and Augie's and 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 all the others, you know, that have gone. And now, Tacology One Hundred and One is moving out and becoming Tacology Two Hundred and One on the west side at the end of next month. Yes, yes, and this is something that uh, was apparently in the works even even prior to COVID, although I'm sure that didn't help. Uh, much like the Vele move, you know, the owners are citing having a, a much larger space, uh, not only a larger kitchen area, but a larger seating area, and we know with all the restrictions, capacity restrictions and things like that, uh, that definitely becomes more important for those uh, those business owners. So we had actually uh, broken this news back at the end of July. The Business Journal had reported that Tacology was opening a Westside location because there was a building permit underway for the West Isles Business Center. Uh, if you can picture it, that's a fairly new strip center that's anchored with Papo's Cafe at one end, uh, Sky Lounge, and some other businesses are in there. And there was originally supposed to be a daycare 
uh, opening up at one end of that strip center back when it was built in 2017, but the, the daycare never opened. Um, the owners got involved in a, a lawsuit, you know, trying to, to force them to honor their lease. And after a few years, that eventually uh, went by the wayside. And so then they ended up dividing that 6,000-square-foot space. So Psychology is taking the majority of that end cap. There will still be about uh, 1,200 or 1,300 square feet available to lease to another, another tenant. Yeah, and as you mentioned, Michelle, and again, Michelle Ombi is with us from the Springfield Business Journal. As you mentioned at the beginning, the plans were there to go out west all along, but to closing up the downtown, you know, th- this is kind of one of those things that the downtown is really going to have to address here as they go forward. And they did that a little bit last night at the council meeting by approving that TIF for those buildings downtown. But again, you know, the the the, the downtown uh, makeup of restaurants is, is going to be really impacted by the fact that fifty thousand people don't work downtown anymore. You know, it's like is the the numbers dwindled a little bit, and that's really going to cause a problem for restaurants that, that try to make it in the downtown from here forward. Sure. I mean, we're going to see a lot of complications. As you said, those those office buildings, whether they've closed or people are working from home, there's just not the foot traffic. And uh, as you know, that was one of the arguments at the council last night for going forward with that Booth Ferguson project was it, it is going to create, I think, 41 residential units. And that does give you some of that 24-hour foot traffic. I mean, that's your built-in uh, your built-in customers for the downtown businesses. If you have people that are that are living downtown, because even though tourism is a huge thing for Springfield, we know it's going to take a little while for that to start to rebound. And in the meantime, it sure would be nice to have some more folks living downtown with uh, income to patronize those downtown businesses. Exactly. As everybody fights to become the ninth wonder of the world or the eighth wonder of the world or wherever they go in that uh, the, uh, that uh, that path, of, you know, I think the other thing is, uh, you know, that people were head scratchers. How is family video staying in business? And we got we got that answer, you know, later today or later last late last week, rather, when they announced that all of their stores are closing except for one in Springfield. Right. You know, I, I'm not sure that's necessarily a bad thing, though. And, and I, I think very few people were surprised. They were probably more surprised that they've managed to last this long. Uh, but Family Video has approached this in a very smart, very strategic way. There was a, an interview that ran in Forbes a few years back with Keith Hooglin, the, the current company president. And he talked about, you know, their focus has been on smaller markets, more rural areas. Uh, of course, they, they started out in Springfield. They're now headquartered in the Chicago suburbs. But they have still hundreds of locations all over the Midwest, primarily in smaller markets. Um, but... Their strategy was to buy, you know, well, uh, well-priced and well-located real estate, and use the rental income from the videos to pay off the mortgage within five years, and then own the property outright. So, you know, I think they've seen the writing on the wall in terms of video rentals. Of course, they were one of the businesses that had to close during the shutdown, and so probably those last few holdouts that hadn't yet signed up with a streaming service uh, perhaps were inclined to do so when when they could no longer rent their movies at the physical store. But Family Video still owns all those locations, and over the last few years, we've already seen them start to chop up the spaces. You know, they've added Marco's Pizza uh, and sublease to cell phone stores, sure. all kinds of other Jimmy John's and Chatham, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been that situation with them, too. You know, as you mentioned, very astute, and also to be in the rural areas, because I think when, as a as technology develops, it gets a little tougher in the rural areas to have more choices. And sometimes that video store is the, the best, most efficient choice, you know, for, for entertainment for people. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think, uh, you know, even with the video stores now closing in Springfield, except one, North Grand will stay open. They're going to close the other locations in our area, but they own those locations outright. And I think we're going to see some new businesses come in there. Um, Family Video Nationally has partnered with everything from 24-hour fitness centers to uh, they've got animal care clinics, all, all kinds of different things. So I suspect we will start seeing some of those business partners uh, backfilling those vacant spaces yeah exactly and there's plenty of them you know i know that but like like you said you know you brought up a good great point you know quiznos i think is in one of the family video uh, complexes over in lawrence there and uh, so is antonio's pizza for that matter so yeah they've done a good job of doing that marco's pizza and the one on aisles so the, these buildings won't be sitting empty just the rental part of it will be sitting empty so who knows you know the, right yeah. Anyway, listen. Good stuff. How can people find out more with the state or with the uh, Springfield Business Journal? Um, go to our website, SpringfieldBusinessJournal.com. You can get signed up for BizBytes, which is our weekly newsletter. It comes out every Wednesday afternoon with a roundup of what's happening around town. And of course, you can also get signed up for the print edition while you're there if you'd like to get the magazine delivered to your home or office. Glad we found you, Michelle. Listen, thank you as always for your time, and we'll look forward to visiting with you again next week. Thanks, Chris.